to the Oregon Real Estate Podcast, where we feature helpful and interesting information on Oregon real estate. Now, here's your host, Realtor Roy Whiting. Hello and welcome to the Oregon Real Estate Podcast. My name is Roy Whiting and I'm a licensed Oregon real estate broker with Certified Realty. Today's program is titled, The New Curb Appeal, Curbing Your Real Estate Ego. One reason buying or selling a home is different than other transactions is because with real estate, egos are sometimes involved. We often hear about the importance of curb appeal or making a home look good from the street. Yet the curb appeal that could be a deal maker or deal breaker in your next real estate transaction might be as simple as curbing your own ego. Curious? Find out more in this edition of the Oregon Real Estate Podcast. When store shopping, Most of us know what we want. The list can look different, though. For some, it might be milk, eggs, and butter. For others, the list might include coffee, a pair of shoes, or even a bicycle. When shopping online, the same principle applies. Yet one curious thing about both in-store and online transactions is a lack of drama. In part, that's usually because we don't haggle about price in those transactions. But they're also what might be called unemotional purchases. This frequently isn't the case for house shopping, where there's emotion and a large price tag attached. So we can agree home buying is different than picking up groceries. Another difference worth considering is that home buyers typically deal with people much like themselves, not a faceless corporate entity on the other side of the transaction. Absent that corporate dynamic, some home buyers sense they can leverage the human element to get a better deal. There's plenty of advice bandied about for bargaining with home sellers, too. At their core, the thought is that home sellers can be manipulated. Among the most popular of these tactics is writing a sentimental or heart-tugging letter to accompany your real estate offer. Sometimes they work, but more often how the offer is written is what matters most. Have you ever watched a normally calm person behave aggressively while driving? Perhaps they swerve in and out of traffic or lay on the horn in displeasure when someone cuts them off. A similar phenomenon can happen in real estate transactions too, fueled in part by emotion and money. Personality changes can look different depending on each situation. Sometimes they arise out of fear or a desire for control. Regardless of whether you're driving or buying a home, the point is that stress can trigger more aggressive behavior that frequently backfires. That's because depending upon how a home buyer is perceived, perception becomes reality to some home sellers especially appealing to many home sellers, is no added drama to what's often an already challenging activity. So instead of blustering one's way through the offer phase with ultimatums or other counterproductive strategies, more sophisticated home buyers find it effective to first discern a seller's reason for selling. This provides a clearer picture of what approach might work best. Armed with that data, a more appealing offer can be drafted. Regardless, Abandoning the notion of getting a steal is helpful for most homebuyers, since aside from the occasional horrible real estate market, 
that's simply not the norm. Besides, most home sellers review recent comparable sales with their realtor before listing their home and therefore have a pretty good idea of what their property is worth. Win-win. Real estate transactions are most successful when they include an eye for a win-win outcome. Simply put, make it easy for both sides to say yes. A key point here is that this means someone doesn't necessarily have to lose. Making the pie bigger is one analogy, where a real estate deal isn't a zero-sum game. So by enlarging the pie, it's possible for both parties to still meet their needs. For example, let's say a home seller experiences delays in moving out, yet the buyers need a place to stay and soon. There are a panoply of possible solutions, yet any successful outcome will depend on flexibility by each side in considering alternate options. Such mutual flexibility then allows movement to the resolution state where buyers and sellers can consider a fair solution. In the specific example of a seller delayed in moving out, one solution might be a buyer credit for a realistic but ample amount in compensation for the buyer's temporary inconvenience and costs. Depending on the situation and needs of the parties, another possible resolution could be for both sides to share part of the home. Sometimes this kind of agreement relegates the buyer's moved-in possessions to the garage or other area for a pre-agreed time frame. Of course, there are entirely different solutions, like having the sellers pay for the buyer's moving costs, hotel bill, or other expenses in exchange for an agreed-upon move-in modification date. Another way to understand the concept of win-win is by the term, a rising tide raises all boats. What's good for one party frequently benefits another. In real estate, all's well that ends well could mean that in the end, while both parties navigated the storm of their transaction being disrupted, the buyers got the house and the sellers got their price. Years later, any temporary delay or inconvenience usually appears minor compared to the big picture of having bought or sold a home. To arrive at a workaround while focused on the common goal of closing a transaction, buyers and sellers won't know what's mutually acceptable unless there's dialogue. That's why flexibility in negotiation is important, as various options are assessed with give-and-takes examined. Throughout the process, it's best to have a constructive can-do attitude. What is ego and why curb it? How we feel about ourselves affects our decisions, since it impacts how we see others, too. Ego, or how a person feels about oneself, is part of this. Simply put, ego is a measure of self-esteem, or importance, so it can be high, low, or somewhere in between. While those with big egos seemingly exude confidence, ego isn't normal confidence. There's a difference between the two concepts. Confidence is more like, I can do this. Ego is more like, I can do no wrong. Another comparison is that of confidence being, I'm valuable, and ego being, I'm invaluable. The healthier approach recognizes self-worth, and the unhealthier alternative is self-centered, often translated as brash or pushy, and turnoffs to most, especially during a real estate transaction. So while confidence can be a helpful attribute, overconfidence is usually not. Real estate transactions can be more successful and even enjoyable with minimal tension between parties. This means collaborative effort is a goal worth considering. While not always 100% achievable, it's also true that small acts of thoughtfulness sometimes turn around the other side with whom you're dealing, especially once they see you're human too.
The bottom line is that going into the process with an intent of proactive kindness can work wonders. How Curbing Your Real Estate Ego Can Pay Off Soon after moving out of their now-sold home, my clients remembered some irreplaceable keepsakes left behind in their old attic. They'd left treasures behind in the hurry of moving and had simply forgotten about them. Now their task was to reclaim those treasured family items. Fortunately, their albeit limited interactions with the homebuyers had been friendly. Because the transaction went well, it was an easy phone call to make, and the heirlooms were gratefully retrieved. That's unlike other and thankfully less common buyer-seller interactions with discourteous behavior or perceived slights. In those cases, don't expect such a follow-up request to be so well-received. This all points to making a reasonable effort to maintain a good attitude throughout the life of your real estate transaction, as one never knows what may occur later. Perhaps your kids will someday want to revisit where your family once lived. Paving the way for that future precious walkthrough is a goal worth considering now. Attitude Adjustment Dealing with surprises throughout a real estate transaction often reveals a hidden temperament. For example, home sellers can either be offended or understanding if a home buyer takes the advice of their home inspector in recommending certain repairs. It fights logic to think buyers wouldn't consider taking the advice of such a licensed professional involving the single largest investment of their lives. If home sellers put their buyer's hat on in such situations and consider what they do under the same conditions, a fair outcome is easier to envision. Here are three tips to curbing your real estate ego and make your transaction more effective and enjoyable. Number one, relax and be contagiously calm. Consider the concept of contagious calmness. Real estate is a collaborative activity and people are more cooperative when they're not constantly competing to get one up in negotiations. Also understand some give and take is normal during property transactions. Number two of the three tips to curbing your real estate ego, look for win-win opportunities. A key component to successful negotiation is getting what you need, not necessarily what you think you deserve. Separate needs from wants because each side has both. Regardless of how far apart everyone is, once needs are met, a deal is usually possible since other factors constitute less of an obstruction. They're simply less of a big deal. And while no deal is often better than a bad deal, be open to creative solutions you may not have considered. Number three of the three tips to curbing your real estate ego, strive to always do right, not always be right. When your transaction is over, you'll still be the same person. Will you look back on the process and be pleased with the way you handled things or continue to jump from each of life's dramas with inflexibility and emotion? Powering your way through life can be exhausting and not always effective. Decide to take a step back and see if a different approach might work better. That important decision is up to you. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Oregon Real Estate Podcast, The New Curb Appeal, Curbing Your Real Estate Ego. For more information, check out the show notes over at OregonRealEstatePodcast.com. For now, this is Roy with Certified Realty. Wishing you the very best. Do you have a real estate question or perhaps an Oregon property to sell? Contact Roy today for a free consultation. Just call 800 
637-1950 or send your email to roy at certifiedrealty.com. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Oregon Real Estate Podcast.